<laughs> just to take, just in case you thought you could. <laughs> but we must be in tune with the Holy Ghost and what God is doing. God is wanting to do something great in our lives and through us. He's actually asking for a partnership with you and I. And uh, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Bishop Harpo, for the, this opportunity. I want to give thanks uh, to the Shocks and to the Walters. Brother McLeod certainly wanted to be here at this time, but was not able to be here. And I also honor him. The mission of the Lord Jesus Christ is his heartbeat. He gave everything for it. He gave his last breath for it. The Creator came into the world and gave up everything so that we could continue on with his mission of the good news to the world about salvation. That those that are crying out in the night, those that are hurting in the day, God wants to reach them with his power. And so he wants to save them because of his great love. And I want to give you a story and then we're going to talk a little bit about, um, about the cards that you have in giving to missions. While I was in one of the states here in the United States several years ago, at the conclusion of the service, the Spirit of God was moving. God gave me a vision. In that vision, I saw His Spirit move like a small cloud into a home. In that home, I could feel the needs of the people. God was sensing their needs and was coming because of their needs. He wanted to minister to them, but He could not minister to them because they could not hear Him. And I felt his frustration and I saw his spirit leave like a small cloud. And it went into another home. The, th the same thing was repeated. It was repeated in an instant of time all over the entire city. And at the end of it, I could feel the frustration of God building. And I heard him scream, this scream, this. And he said, where is my body? You see, he could not speak to them. He could not minister to them. They could not hear him. And he works together with the body of Christ. He's waiting for you and I. He needs a partner. And that's what this is all about today. That we would partner together with God. As we're partnering together with God, it's very important that we have a burden from the Lord. If we don't have a burden from the Lord, we'll just give what we think we can afford. But if we have a burden for the, for the things of God and this mission that God has called His church to, then we can partner with Him. A burden must have a yoke, and the yoke is our agreement together with God, that we would partner together with Him. If you're yoked together with God, you will most certainly feel the burden of God. So I want you to close your eyes with me. We're going to talk to the Lord. And I'm going to ask him that his spirit would fall upon each one of us and that he would allow us to feel his burden of what he feels for souls. Let's close our eyes together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you that you would loose your burden for people upon each and every person that is here in this place and those that are listening to these words today. Let the burden of God fall upon us 
in the name of Jesus. What you feel for people. The lost, Lord, to be saved. The tears, the people that are crying out for salvation. Help us to feel that burden that you feel for them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's continue to keep our eyes closed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 We must first have a burden for what God wants us to have in order to partner together with him. And so it's so important that today as we look at these cards, I'm going to ask you to look at these cards, but we're not going to fill out all the information. Of course, today we're going to give a one-time commitment offering, but also to give a monthly pledge today. And so I would simply ask you, if you will, to fill out your personal information, but do not fill out the financial information yet. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories to give you some time to think about what the Lord would have you to give. If we're going to partner together with God, it's important that we ask God what he wants us to give. Not what we feel like we are able to give, but what does God want us to give? And that's the sacrifice. When we obey God and we give from our hearts what he has given to us based off of the burden that we discern by the Spirit of God. So um, fill out the personal information, but don't fill out the financial information yet. So uh, as you're filling out the personal information, I want to give you a couple of stories. Just recently, I had the opportunity to go to the country of Poland to work with some of the aimers that were there. Brother Dennis Euchre asked me to go there and do some training with them. And there were seven aimers that are starting uh, works there in Poland. So I went there and I worked with them. We had one hour and a half to get out in the streets. At the conclusion of all the training, we were going to give a practicum out in the streets on working together with God. And so I, I worked with each one of the team members and I told them, we're simply going to walk and we are going to pray. And we're going to ask God who he wants us to speak to. And I said, here's a key I want you to pay close attention to. This is called discernment. When you're walking by somebody or you see people and you see them and you feel something touch your heart like, I need to talk to that person. If you turn away and all of a sudden you're drawn back to them, that's generally God trying to show you the direction of where he wants to minister. The same thing with what we're doing right now. The first level of communication with God is discernment. He allows you to discern. And so when you began to discern that God's wanting to speak to you, then you inquire of God. You ask God, what do I do? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it, etc.? So I worked with them, and in one hour and a half, just following those basic principles, when you discern where God wants to work, ask God what he wants to say to that individual, with, within an hour and a half, everyone had a strong contact to get a Bible study with. Every one of them. Within one hour and a half. I encourage them, you need to do this at least three times a week. 
and make it also something that you are practicing on a daily basis. Imagine if all of us, just three times a week, just did that. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, let's keep going. I thought it was good for a moment, but... All right, so let's keep talking. <laughs> it's important for us to discern what is God saying to me about giving. Don't just write down some random number of what you think you can afford... But let's ask God about it. God, what do you want to do? Now, he's not going to speak to you probably in an audible voice. If he does, please stand. We want to see you. But he generally speaks to your spirit. A number will come to you. And generally what I do is my wife and I, we work very closely together on it. I ask God to give me something. And, and she also asks the Lord. And we turn to each other and we talk to each other and say, this is what I feel. This is what she says. This is what I feel. And almost every single time it's identical. And so it's good to kind of have a confirmation and bounce it off of somebody around you. So also I would ask you to do that with the, with the one-time offering that you will make today. The pledge of giving a one-time commitment or a monthly pledge. We're going to do the same. And so I encourage you just to listen to the Lord and uh, obey those words. You may say, well, I don't have that kind of money. Well, if God's asking you to give a certain amount of money, he certainly will provide it because he knows your financial situation. And sometimes if you'll just give a little, you will respond to the Lord and say, I'll give that amount. He, he is going to bless you so much because of your obedience. And he will most certainly provide for you in a miraculous way. Uh, just as we're continuing along with some mission stories. Um, it's 11.01. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. And so uh, I want to tell some mission stories and uh, just to give you time to listen to the Lord. Just recently I was in a country in Europe and uh, actually Brother Dan McLeod and I were there and we were ministering and uh, they were wondering, what is God doing in the city? I said, just let me be with you in the car. Take me around to the, the different villages. There's five different villages that made up this town in this country, or in this area where we were at. Drive me around. I want to see what is happening. And so they started driving me from village to village. The first village we got to as we were driving, I felt the presence of God. And I've learned that when I feel the presence of God in an area, a neighborhood, a town, etc., um, what is happening is there are people in that community that are praying for truth. And that's angelic activity. Cornelius, he was not saved. But he had built up a memorial through prayer. There was angelic activity. And when you feel that and you discern that communities, it should alert you that there are people praying there. And now you need to find them. Ask God to lead you to them. So I'm not just giving you this story right now just to make you happy or entertain you. This is called instruction for you. <laughs> Isn't this wonderful? Oh, okay, let's keep going. And so uh, we went to several different places. In every area, God gave me something. He was showing me what was happening. One particular town that we... we uh, one particular uh, area that we went to in this town, this village... As we got there, God said, stronghold. When it's a stronghold, that's not a good place to get the gospel preached right away. That's a place you should target in prayer and fasting. And so I was able to give them some instructions. And 
Every single um, village we went to, God gave me information. So the last one, I want to skip ahead to the last one, the fifth one. And I said to the Lord, Lord, would you kind of give me something in advance before we get there? Because I, I, you know, I just want to be prepared. And so the Lord said, babies. <laughs> I said, what? You know, that's not going to sound very good when I give it to the team. They're looking for some sort of wise word. They don't want me to say babies. <laughs> what does that even mean? So now we're driving there. They said, hey, did God give you anything yet? I said, I- I'll tell you when we get there. So now I'm like, God, give me the interpretation of babies. What does this mean? And then he, he waited till we got to the village. And then he told me. I got to sweat just a little bit. And we got there and God showed me. He said, this village that we're going into, I said babies because it's fertile soil. And if there will be a team that will hurry and get in there, they can see a quick harvest. You see, many times we just exist as Christians instead of communicating with God and asking God a lot of questions. We need to ask God a lot of questions because I don't know if, I don't know about you, but I know about myself. I know nothing unless God speaks to me. We need to know what God is doing, where he is moving, so we can partner together with God. If you want your results, then just keep trying. But if you want God's results, communicate with him, ask him questions, ask him what he's doing, and work with him. He will talk to you. He will reveal to you what is happening. Amen? One last story just to help you, to give you a little bit more time to hear from God. I want to give you one final story from this part. <laughs> Brother Dennis Euchre asked me if I could uh, get into Moldova and for Dan McLeod and I to get in there and do some ministry. So we did. We went there. We did some training with the Amers and then took the Amers to another city where there was a church. And, uh, and so... Um, God ministered in a great way. We went to that, that city and ministered. And in that assembly, um, they were not able to receive the miraculous right away. In fact, they lined up for prayer, but they were not able to receive a miracle. And I was concerned about that. So um, the next morning, uh, as I sat up in bed, I sat at the, at the foot of my bed, and I felt the Spirit of the Lord was crying. So... I responded, and I began to cry as well. I didn't know what we were crying about, so after a while, I asked God, what's going on? And he said, he said, I cannot bless my people. I said, why? He says, because they do not know how to approach me. You see, in the service before, they were begging God to do a miracle. In fact, they even thought I could do a miracle, which I can't. And so they were begging God to do a miracle for them. God says, I want to walk with them. And if they're not willing to walk with me, I cannot bless them. They're in, another, they're in another position of begging from me. They're not really believing that I can do it. So Mark, teach them how to correctly approach me. So I wiped my tears. I said, yes, I'll do that. So in that service, I began to give them some principles. I told them what God had told me. And at the end, um, I said, let's practice. So I said, who here has pain in their body? About four people raised their hands. So I looked at them, and now I want to discern correctly who is the one God wants me to pray for. 
Because if you just randomly do it, <laughs> there could be problems. So I'm looking at them and I'm discerning. Now, let me just tell you that you yourself probably already do this. This is the first level of communication with God. At the end of the service, you may have a practice where you scan the audience and you want to know, you're really wanting to know who to go pray for. What you are doing is you're operating the first level of communication with God, which is called discernment. And so you're discerning who God wants you to work with, but there's another step. Afterwards, ask God what he wants to say to the individual that you're going to be going to. They would not be very good if you just showed up with nothing to say. <laughs> so ask God. It's simple. So I just I learned that by making a lot of mistakes. Because I showed up a lot of times with nothing to say. And it's not comfortable. So, uh, so that's very important for us to be able to discern. So I discerned which one God wanted me to pray for first. So I had the lady come forward. I said, what is the problem? She says, I have pain all of the time for many years. I said, okay. I said, let me lead you through these steps. And so I've talked here before about it. The step of turning away from your problem, turning away from your sin, and looking at Christ. This is from Leviticus chapter 9, verse 6, verses 22, 23, and 24. Surrender that problem completely to God. We're going to expect a miracle. And so we're going to surrender our will, our life, our problem, our sickness to God. Then I'm going to stop you. The next thing I'm going to have you do is uh, I'm going to speak to the pain in your body, command it to go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So I said, I'm going to speak to the pain in your body, command it to go in Jesus' name, and a loose healing and miracles in your body. Command your body to be healed. Then you're going to offer up the third sacrifice, which is praise. As you begin to praise him, power will fall upon you. And that power is your miracle. And if you will express that victory that you feel upon you, you will have your miracle. She said, okay. God wanted them to understand the simplicity of partnering with, with him and how he can do the miracle. Not the preacher. The preacher cannot do the miracle. We are coaches to guide, to speak on the Lord's behalf and to help people to receive from the Lord. And so she offered up that third sacrifice and began to praise the Lord. As she began to praise the Lord, something began to happen. You see, I did not know it, but she didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. I did not know it, but she was going blind. Her eyes had gone cloudy. She could barely see. But she had pain throughout her body. And so as she began to praise the Lord, the cloud left her eyesight. And she began to speak in tongues. And all the pain completely left her body as God miraculously healed her. <laughs> this inspired other people in that local assembly and God baptized 10 with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and granted many miracles of healing. If we could partner together with God on a daily basis, there are places where you live, places where you go on a daily basis that your pastor cannot get to, but you can. And God wants to partner with you and speak through you to the people. Praise God. So, have you gotten your word yet? Woo! Let's talk to him just for a few more minutes, just in case you haven't gotten it yet. Father, in the name of Jesus, give clarity of mind. Lord, let that number come into our hearts of what you want to give. 
what you want us to partner together with you to do, God. And we know, Lord, that as a result, many people will be born again of water and spirit as we give collectively as a body. I thank you, God, for it in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. Now, if you'll go ahead and take out your card, I want you to write down in here your one-time offering that you want to give. You also have an envelope. And uh, make sure if you have the, the money with you, you'll put it in there, whether it's check or it's cash. And you'll put that in there. And uh, then also, if you will put your commitment of what you're going to give monthly, if you will put that in, you have actually two sides to put in the information. I would encourage you to go ahead and do that now. We're taking time in the presence of the Lord to fill this information out. After you have filled it out, there are some black boxes up here at the front. I would invite you to come up as soon as you get done and just put them in the box. We're giving a one-time sacrificial offering and also putting down a monthly commitment of what we feel led of the Lord to do. As you have filled it out, go ahead and come forward and Put it here at the altar. I would like to encourage you, some of you, just to stay up here, if you will, or to kind of step aside or go back to your seat and let's give thanks to God for this offering. This is a sacrifice to God where we need to give it with thanksgiving. So as you go back to your place or if you feel to stay here somewhere out of the way, I want you to just give thanks to God. We're just going to give thanks to Him for enabling us to hear from Him. And we're giving this to God from our hearts. Let's give him thanks. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We offer this sacrifice unto you, God, from our hearts. In the name of Jesus. 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 We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. This is well-pleasing to the Lord. This pleases God. Hallelujah. Places that you cannot go because of your finances, people will be sent to those locations to help people hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. People will be healed and delivered and filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the only saving name, the name of Jesus Christ. This is partnering together with God to see His will accomplished not only in North America, but around the world. We thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's continue to thank him. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we can partner together with you, God. Hallelujah. If you're online, I encourage you to be able to um, give online and give that one-time commitment. And uh, if you don't have that information, if it could be put up here, that would be wonderful. We want everybody to be able to participate. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand together and give God thanks. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let's continue to praise Him. 
continue to praise him in the name of Jesus thank you father for the opportunity to give to your kingdom to advance your kingdom oh lord in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let's continue to praise him together hallelujah this is a sacrifice that is well pleasing unto the lord we thank you jesus 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 we'll leave these boxes out because some of you may not have filled out the information but i encourage you as as i continue to speak you're more than welcome to come forward and lay it upon the uh lay put it in these boxes if you will or at the end of the service you can do that and for now i'm going to go into the word of the lord i'm going to uh, read from the book of romans chapter one we're going to begin in verse 16 this is a very familiar passage in the word of the lord for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek today I'm simply going to be speaking about expanding the kingdom expanding the kingdom father in the name of Jesus I'm so thankful for your word today I'm so thankful for the power and the anointing of the Spirit of God that rests upon us in this place I'm asking you God to loose the prophetic to us God I'm asking you, God, to open our eyes to see what the Spirit sees. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for it. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You may be seated. This morning, as I was seeking the Lord uh, and talking to Him about the service, it's very interesting in my life that as I go and minister in different places, Generally, God does not give me the message to speak until right before the service. Or even as the pastor is inviting me to come forward. It can be uncomfortable at times, but God just wants me to know that He's God. And so, uh, this morning, He allowed me to get it a little bit earlier. It was this morning, I was so thankful. We had time to discuss it. I had time to even give a little bit of counsel, which I did not write in here. But uh, we had a good time this morning, and he, he talked to me. He said, I want you to look at this church through the prophetic. I want you to see what I am going to do. So I asked God to show me. <laughs> Kendra, this is going to be cool. <laughs> I'm just holding on here because I get so excited. I'm trying to calm myself. And so I saw in the Spirit this place and I saw what is called a net or a network and God began to speak to me he showed me like like roads or a network going out from this church connecting to many different places you could think of it even as I don't want to say it like this but a spider web is a network a network of connections And the purpose behind it is to expand God's kingdom, to retain God's kingdom, and to have connection, to connect 
people and the kingdom. And the Lord spoke to me and said, out of this church or base of operations, there will go direction from this place that will anchor people in truth, in vision, and in power. As I began to pray and God began to show me more, I saw out of this base of operation people going out with the word of God in their hands as they went to preach in many locations, not just here, but around the world. God is preparing us for something great. Greater than we've ever imagined or thought. But the Spirit gives to us understanding of what He is doing. Do you understand where we are at as a church and where the world is at politically? There are things that are happening around the world that a lot of people do not understand, but the church should understand. Satan has an agenda. His agenda is to create fear and chaos globally so that he can control people. For what purpose? To steal the great harvest that God has prepared for the world. There is a great outpouring of his spirit coming. I've heard it prophesied in many different ways coming from the west, flowing across the east. I've prayed about it specifically. There is going to be a lot of things happening simultaneously across North America. And it's already happening. First and foremost, there are two ways of revival that are coming. One of them has already begun. Now let me just say this. The Lord told me several years ago, Mark, where you see me strategically working, you have six to eight months to prepare before the wave of revival hits. If you are not prepared, you will not retain the harvest, but others will get it. I've seen it happen in many different countries. Even in the former Soviet Union, when the former Soviet Union collapsed, a great harvest was lost. Other denominations that did not have the fullness of truth of one God and baptism in Jesus' name came in and churches went from zero to over a thousand overnight and we lost it. God said, that will not happen again. We must be prepared. We must know what God is doing and work together with him. Now here in the word of the Lord in Romans 1 and 16, Paul said the gospel to the Jew first. Now the Jews rejected God. They rejected their creator and they crucified him. So reaching out to the backslidden Jews, the Hebrew people, to bring them in the kingdom. And he said then to the Greek, 
or to the unbelievers. First, this revival will hit the backsliders. The second wave is the unbelievers. So I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost that the first wave has already begun. God is reaching out to the backsliders. There are some that are watching right now. And I prophesy to you in the Holy Ghost that the Spirit of God is rushing to you. God is quickening people around the world and reviving what was dead and bringing them back into the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there is going to be a revival that will sweep North America and around the world of backsliders coming in by the multitudes. And God says it has already begun. Now here's the thing. We're not just going to wait for it to happen. God's already at work. He's looking for a partner. You cannot just allow his spirit to go in alone into homes and into cities without his church. Somebody has to pray. Somebody has to ask God, God, what can I do in working together with you? How can I help people to come back into the kingdom? Well, you have a pen and a piece of paper, perhaps, or an iPhone, or something else that works electronically. You can write information in there. I encourage you to write down the names of people that have left the church and pray for them. Pray for them. Right now, God is moving. This is the beginning stages of a revival that will sweep North America and the world to bring people back into the kingdom. I encourage you that everyone write down names of people that they know that have fallen away from the Lord. If you don't have names, get with the pastor, get with the administrators, find names of people that you can pray for. I encourage you to get at least five to ten of them and begin to pray for them on a daily basis and then contact them. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you're praying for them. Let them know you want to meet with them. Let me just tell you, this works. My wife and I working with unbelievers. God led us to people out in the streets. We wrote down their names. We had over 200 names on there. I, I don't encourage you to have over 200 names. It's a lot of work. But at least get five or ten. Within two years off of that prayer list, we baptized 114 of them in Jesus' name. And God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Let me just tell you, it works. We've got to partner together with God. First pray for them, then call them. Get with them and help them. I encourage you this next point. God has been speaking to us about every home. Every believer's home being a house of prayer. Every believer's home in your home. That's the first model church. And if you don't have church in your home, my question is, what do you have it in your home? 
We need to have church in our home. We need to invite our neighbors, our friends, and backsliders. Have them come into our home and let's sing songs and worship and rejoice and minister the word of God. And if you don't know how to do it, make sure you get with pastor and make sure that you have some training to prepare you. I'm telling you that we all must be ready. If you are not strategically ready, then there's a harvest that God will not reach because we haven't prepared ourselves. That means we're hearing the word of God, but we must obey the word of God. Every one of us needs to be prepared. This is not a place for entertainment. It's not a place where I want to come and simply entertain people. I am telling you what the word of the Lord is saying to us today. We must be ready. Now I'm going to read another passage. <laughs> Acts chapter 19, beginning in verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrrhenius. And this continued by the space of two years. So that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord, uh, the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Again, both Jews and Greeks. That area of the world, which is Asia Minor, is modern day Turkey. <laughs> within two years. Okay, let's keep going. And God wrote special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the, uh, unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. This is an amazing passage. But this that Paul did was not new. Basing out of one location and an entire area, territory, hearing the gospel. This was not new. This was practiced in the Old Testament. Samuel. Samuel trained up preachers. And sent them out throughout all Israel. God is likening it unto this church. Unto this assembly. Elijah did the same. He trained up preachers. Elisha inherited it and did the same. And Jesus did the same. I cannot stay here. You, you want me to build a tabernacle here, but I, I can't. I've got to get to the next village or the next town. You see, there's a mission. It's not about just coming here and getting refilled and refilled and refilled and more information and more knowledge. It is about a mission. That's what he died for. That's what he gave everything for. Hallelujah. Jehoshaphat did the same thing. It's nothing new. Paul just used the same principle. He made a base there at that school. And we thought within two years, the disciples from that location went out to towns and villages and cities and preached. My question is, what is God talking to you about? And if he hasn't talked to you, ask him.
Because he's wanting all of us to be a part of his mission. His mission. The second wave of revival is coming. It's coming shortly. I'm afraid we are not prepared for it. God said he could do this thing quickly, globally. But he said, my people are not prepared. We are not prepared. Are we seeing miracle signs and wonders in the streets? We are not prepared. Are we going from house to house, ministering the gospel? We are not prepared. That's what they did in the book of Acts. We're not yet ready. But we better get ready. Because it's coming. I tell you in the Holy Ghost, it's coming. We need to begin practicing now. We need the gifts of the Spirit in operation like never before. The devil is communicating to the world. He's manifesting his agenda. He's transmitting fear. He's transmitting perversion and pride. But God is desperately wanting to speak to his church. There's the gifts of the Spirit. On a daily basis, I need the word of wisdom. I need the word of knowledge. I need discernment of spirits. I need the prophetic. You know why? I've got to communicate with him. I've got to know what he's doing. I need it on a daily basis just to survive. Just to know what he's doing. So that I can speak for him and work together with him. We need the gifts of healing for the healing of the nations. For the restoration of people. People are hurting mentally, emotionally, spiritually and physically. God wants to loose healing to the nations. We need the gift of faith and the working of miracles to break the yoke of demonic power off of people. Because unless there is a demonstration of the Spirit of God and the power, people's eyes are darkened by demonic presence and they cannot see the truth. We need a demonstration of God's Spirit and power. Hallelujah. I would like us to stand. I'm having to stand because I want to give you hope. I'm almost done. But we have some work left. Let me tell you the work. Sometimes we've gotten so used to waiting that we have forgotten to shout and praise God. You see, as two armies approached each other, if it was the kingdom of God approaching, if it was Israel approaching its enemy, it would be for the best of Israel to make sure that when they, right before they engage in battle, that they would give a shout of triumph. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! Woo!
<laughs> now let me have your attention. Let me have your attention. Here's what happens. Sometimes we receive instructions and God wants us to engage in battle and we forget the cry of uh, the shout of triumph. The shout of triumph. You just felt it here just a moment ago. Thank you. The shout of triumph will release the working of miracles. Releasing the working of miracles and the gift of faith will break the yoke of satanic power from city to city. From village to village, from community to community. We've got to learn how to praise him with a shout. You can feel it here right now. So this is what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. You need a miracle? Raise your hand. Raise it up high. You need a miracle. I don't care what it is. Raise your hand up high. Keep it up there. Believers, I want you to go to somebody whose hand is raised. Quickly. Do not wait. Go. Now. Your hand is raised. If you are a believer, I want you to go to that person. Ask them what the problem is. Do not pray yet until I give you direction. Simply ask them what the problem is. Because in just a moment, we're going to speak. Okay, we're going to do two things right now, and then I'm going to stop you, and then I'm going to give you the third instruction. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to turn away from the sickness, the pain, the problem, and look at Christ and see yourself healed. Because it is written, with his stripes, we are healed. And then we're going to give that problem, that sickness, that sin, or whatever it may be, completely to God. Let's do those two things. We're not going to pray for the sick yet. I want us to do this together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I turn away from this sickness. I turn away from sin. I turn away from these mistakes. I turn to Christ Jesus. I see you, Lord. I see the sacrifice of Christ. And I ask you to forgive me. And I release to you, Lord God, this sickness, this pain. I give you my life. I give you my will in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now let me have your attention. Now in just a moment, we are going to speak in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you, you've already asked them what the problem is, so I want you when we are speaking, that you see them healed and declare it done. Now here's what's going to happen. We're, you're just simply going to repeat what I say. We're going to command you to be healed in Jesus' name. And when we do that, brother, are you prepared? I, I want you to come right up here real, real quick, real quick. And where are those McCoys? I need the McCoys. If you're not praying for somebody, McCoy, get up here quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Stand right up here. Right across the front. Right across the front. Okay, help me organize them. Right across the front. Organize these McCoys for me, okay? I'm going to line up here across the front. Don't be shy. We're going to take this. 
We are going to speak by the authority of the word of God. We're going to bind every sickness, every disease. We're going to loose healing and miracles. When we loose it, I want you to see the problem that it's completely gone. How would you praise God if you were healed right now? That's what we're going to do. But not just that. I want you to pretend with me just for a moment that you're in that front line of the army. And the thing that's opposing you is your sickness. The thing that is opposing you is your problem. And you are going to shout. When we command you to be healed in Jesus' name, we are going to shout. We're going to dance. We're going to shout the victory in the name of Jesus. And we're going to put the problem under our feet. So get ready. When we command them to be healed, I want you to lead the charge. We're going to begin to shout and praise the Lord, all of us together. But you are all are the example of here. Are you ready? Lay your hand upon them. Repeat after me. By the authority of the word of God. By the power of the name of Jesus. I bind every sickness and disease in your body. I command it to go in the name of Jesus. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ. I loose healing and miracles. From the top of your head. To the soles of your feet. I command you to be healed right now in Jesus' name. Now shout with a voice of triumph. Woo! Woo! Yes, yes, yes!
conditions beneath my feet. I am healed by the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, let's do one more thing. Maybe two, we'll see. If you have somebody that's a backslidden person in your family or you know them, you know somebody, I want you to get out in the aisle. Mm. Now, as you're walking to get into the aisle, let me just tell you what happened just a moment ago. Just a moment ago when you shouted the victory, demonic powers ran before you. Your sickness ran before you. Your pain ran before you. <laughs> in other words, you took victory. And before you even engaged in battle, you shouted and the Lord gave you the victory. So here's what I want you to do. Before we go to this next step, I want you to feel if you got prayed for, you had pain in your body or some sort of crippling condition or eyesight problem or hearing problem or whatever it may be, and you know that you have been completely healed, I want you to raise your hand up high all over this place. Raise it up high. Raise it up high. Look around you. Look around you. Hands are raised all around you in the name of Jesus. Let's give God praise and thanks for that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now here's what we're going to do again. Where are my McCoys? Feels like I lost some McCoys. Come back up here. Where are you going? I need you. Jesus needs you. Do we have all of them? We're close. Uh, okay. If you know a McCoy near you, push them forward. All right, here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. The enemy that is bound, your family member, or your friend that you know of, or simply the person that you know of that has come to your mind who has backslidden, we will take dominion over those demonic powers that have took, taken a hold of their minds. We will command that devil to let them go in the name of Jesus. We're going to ask God to loose his spirit to them. And that he will set them free now. In Jesus name. We're going to ask God to send his angels to them. But we're not going to stop here. We're going to call them today or tomorrow the next day. Don't wait more than three days. And we're going to get with them. Let them know we love them. We're praying for them. We want to meet with them. Will you commit to this? If you will, I want to see your hand. 
you have their name in your mind we're in that army the army of God the army that faces us is small it said it's powerful but it's small let me just tell you it's small because we're in the army of the Lord there are more that are for us than are against us we're going to command those demonic powers to let those people go free we're going to loose the glory of God to them and ask God to send his angels and then we're going to shout again are you ready for it are you ready for it McCoys are you ready for it we are going to shout with a voice of triumph raise your hands with me I want you to see that small opposing force by the power of the name of Jesus you demonic power that have held this person captive I command you to loose them and let them go free in the name of Jesus father loose your glory and power to them in the name of Jesus Christ Lord heal their minds heal their emotions heal their spirits and God send your angels to them right now minister to them now let's praise God with a shout see them free I'm going to invite Bishop back up here. But it's very important. It's imperative. You got about three days to get with them. You got about three days to get with them. Get with them as quickly as possible. God is moving right now upon them. I want everybody to be silent here just for a moment. Be very silent. No music. We're in the presence of God. I want you to hear what the Lord says. Your cry has come up to my very throne room, says the Lord. I have heard your cry. I have dispatched my army as you have requested of me. I have heard you. I have already sent out deliverance 
to those that you have requested would come back to me. It is in my plan. It is in my desires. Work with me, says the Lord. Work with me. Work with me. You will not only see this great thing, but greater things than these will you see, says the Lord. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah.